Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and we're on the Complete Media Network. And joining us as always on a Monday, Jason Cameron. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Uh, good. And you know what? Even though it was overcast today, it was kind of nice having a cool day for yeah. once with like rain. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. Uh, you know, we need it for sure. Uh, on Friday, I think it was the worst we've had this summer for smoke. Uh, you could barely see across the water to the mountains. And a lot of yeah. people said they were having trouble breathing. You could taste it in your mouth. Sometimes you could see the yeah. ash in the air. It was, it was bad. So I, I think this is really good for us. Yeah. Yeah. It is good. It is good. And hopefully more rain is coming. But like even I like I remember Friday morning going to work and just seeing like the red sun coming yeah. up and I'm just like, oh, OK, that's, that's not good. It's no. never good. <laughs> no, uh, we were lucky for, uh, you know, quite the this, this stretch in the summer because, I mean, yeah. a couple of the last few summers, uh, you know, we've been getting too much smoke. It's just been pouring in and uh, supposedly uh, it hasn't been coming from the interior. It's been coming from the south. Uh, Oregon fires have been coming up and uh, we finally got a got a hit from it and uh, yeah not good um, it's uh, definitely showing us that global warming's happening uh, the, we've had the heat waves we've had like three about three heat waves uh, this summer I think that's the worst we've ever had uh oh you, oh you froze did, did okay. I freeze yes Yes, you 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 froze and I froze. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean we've had three heat waves this summer already. It's been pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, it has been brutal. Obviously, yeah, you know, like climate change is a thing, but um, it's uh, it, it's just nice now, anyways, that the the heat has calmed down a bit and it's a little bit cooler. So yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is going to be a, a short podcast. There's uh, uh, probably one of the slowest weeks uh, in the world of sports, especially the ones that you and I focus on every week, the UFC, the NFL, and the NBA. Uh, no games in the NBA except for the Summer League, uh, some preseason NFL. Um, doesn't seem like a ton of stories are coming out of the NFL right now. And and no UFC, we, uh, we don't... Uh, get that very often a week without the UFC, but um, yeah, that's going to be really short. We could probably just say, Hey, goodbye. Hello. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. It, 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 it's odd that it's just such a quiet sports, uh, sports weekend, yeah. sports week, but uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Did you get up to much this weekend? Yes, I did. Actually. Um, Saturday was, Saturday was fantastic. Saturday was a really good night. I saw one of my best friends that had a housewarming party out in North Van. And so I was able to see some friends from that group that I literally hadn't seen in a year. Wow. Wow. Like, and it, it's surprising when you see these people and you're just like, wow, man, I, I ain't seen you in a year. <laughs> most of you in a year. Yeah. Like it was, so it was good to reconnect. It was yeah, good. That's, to that's really good. Yeah, yeah, it is weird uh, with COVID. Uh, there have been a lot of friends that, um, yeah, we just been haven't been able to see and haven't been able to keep connected with. So, um, yeah, it sure is great uh, getting social and getting an opportunity to 
get out and, and see friends and people that you yeah you want to connect with um i sure enjoy it uh yeah we had a lot of fun on on saturday we got together a, a lot with uh Lorraine's family and uh we had a blast went downtown hit the west end went to a few places down there and it was uh, super fun we had a really really great great night yeah yeah man it was it was just a good night and then my friend's wife uh lately over the past couple of years she's really been focused on cooking and oh, yeah. she has transformed herself into a fantastic cook wow really good nice yeah. So you should have seen the, the plate of food I had on Saturday. It was a mound of meat, like with every sort of meat you could have. Sausage, ribs, fried chicken, wow. and more chicken, and then more ribs. Yeah, man, it was good. Holy you know, cow. <laughs> man, you're making me hungry. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, got home. I uh, made out like a bandit today. Uh, went to my first day on a new tv show and uh they just said here here's a bunch of food here you go here you go so i grabbed a ton of food i can't wait to munch into it tonight and uh yeah you got you just got uber eats delivered right before we started here so uh we're gonna have to make this quick so we can both have some dinner <laughs> yes i know i know i'm, I'm super looking forward to it because it looks I, really good <laughs> i uh you said sushi bang that's the one that's right on granville street no no that, oh. that this one is like well, just off of Broadway and Canby. Like, it's more on Canby. Oh, okay. Beside that liquor store that's right there. Before oh, you go okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you got, you have a uh, sushi place in your neighborhood that has the biggest sushi that I ever remember ever having. Uh, what was What's King. that place called? Sushi King. Sushi, sushi King. King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember going there quite a bit uh, when I worked on another TV show and like the rolls would come out and they'd be like this big around. And I was like, how am I supposed to eat that thing? <laughs> but I was pretty happy with the portions, uh, pretty incredible place. And uh, I, yeah, I, I definitely went there quite a bit. Yeah, of course. Like anything with big portions is good. Yeah. Like as you know, that's actually a discussion that we had during the party where I was, I was, I was talking about how pissed off I am at the fine dining restaurants, like your high end restaurants. Yeah. Then where I'm just like, okay, so the plating of the food was great. There wasn't enough food. So now I got to go to McDonald's to eat some more. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not what That's I want to cool. see. Yeah. No, yeah. I never got that. Yeah. The more expensive the place, the less amount of food you got. Uh, who, whoever came up with that concept. Was an idiot. That's all I got to say. It was an idiot. Like, like I'm, uh. I'm paying $70 for food and I get less food. Great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I... Uh... I, I I've hit some of those places before, but now why bother? Now I really, you know, I like good quality food, but I like yeah. a big portion, a big quantity of it. Uh, you know, that's, that's always going to make me happy walking out the door. Of course it's, it's going to put a smile on my face. What doesn't put a smile on my face is when I go, Oh, where's the rest of it? That's cool. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happened. The last time I went to one of those places, uh, I walked in and I, and I kind of knew, you know, that it would be like that. So I just right away said to the waitress, hey, can you bring me the dessert menu first? I just want to eat dessert right now. So I was eating dessert and then somebody came over and uh, started cleaning the table and they started, you know, sweeping everything away to they, they thought that we were done. <laughs> and uh, so then I'm like, no, no, I just had dessert first because I knew I'd be hungry uh, with the portions and stuff. 
So then the owner came over and he said, I really apologize. We have, that's a new busser and he didn't know what he was doing and da, da, da. And then, and then all of a sudden the chef comes out and the chef said, Oh, uh, we hear this is your first time here. And, and uh, yeah, we'd really like to make you happy. He said, um, you look like a big eater. So um, you're having steak, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'm going to make you two. So he actually oh. sent out two for the price of one. And uh, it actually turned out pretty, pretty good, pretty good night. I gave him a good tip and uh, yeah, I was impressed. We got to see, you know, the owner, the chef and, and uh, so you know, maybe try that next time. Yes, yes, yes. Have the bus boy just do the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden I get bigger meal. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe slip the bus boy five bucks and say, Hey, do this and then i'm gonna complain <laughs> yeah well, you'll get, get him on your side exactly you're in it with me now buddy Let's you really do are. This. yeah <laughs> so um as i said yeah no ufc uh but we have a, a card coming up on saturday to look forward to uh mm -hmm. jared cannoneer and kelvin gastelum uh both guys um sort of you know have contended have had those opportunities been up there a little bit but uh, i think it's very key for both of them to get a win uh gastelum he's lost four out of his last five uh cannoneer's uh 37 years old and he might not get too many more opportunities um at a shot of the title uh who do you think it's more important for to win this fight gastelum Okay. Gastelum for sure because of the fact that he's like you just said he's lost four of his last five um to be honest with you he could he should be worried yeah. because the UFC are they're trying to pare down their roster at this moment in time too right so if he loses again he might be on the chopping block yeah like literally so right. yeah so he, he's got to be worried and as for Cannoneer like you said before, he doesn't have a lot of time left now. Yeah. Like the man is 37. He looks like a Greek god, by the way, right. but still, he, yeah. he just doesn't have a lot of time. So yeah. both of these guys are looking at it as a must win. True. I think. Yeah. Usually, you're, uh, the UFC is uh, pairing guys that have lost, you know, against a guy that's lost, not a guy that's three and one in his last four against a guy that's one and four in his last five. So uh, kind of interesting, but. Uh, you know, I think their styles should make for a really good fight. I think their styles will make for a very good fight. Like, it, I'm just, like I said before in our, our last pod, I'm curious to see what the game plan for both men is going to be. Yeah. Like, because honestly, it could go either way with both of these guys. Canyoneer could decide to just make it a wrestling-centric attack. Yeah. And Gastelum could also do that as well. I think Gastelum will try to keep it on its feast. But so could Cannoneer because I'd say out of the two of them, Cannoneer definitely has the power advantage. Oh, yeah. yeah, like you say, man, is that guy in shape? He's just, he looks amazing. Huh? Gastelum's never looked like a guy that you would be afraid of. If you saw him on the street and he, you know, he chirped you or something, you wouldn't think, oh, man, this guy will destroy me. But he's um, he's had a hell of a career and, you know, had a title shot. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I could see him doing well but uh yeah he's definitely on a slide and um yeah this this is very crucial for him uh to to get this win to you know stay relevant in that division yeah it's it's very crucial and also too like i said before like it's he's got to win man he's yeah. got to win because 
went one more loss. And then if he has a, even another loss after that, he's out. Yeah. He's gone. Uh, the co-main event has uh, Mark Madsen against Clay Guida. Uh, Guida's, um, you know, a very exciting fighter. He doesn't have great defense, uh, just loves throwing as much as he possibly can. He's always been a kind of a, a journeyman guy, so I'm not sure why, you know, he garners a co-main event spot. But uh, Mark Madsen um, uh, had a great career, uh, and he's also a silver medalist from the Olympics in Greco-Roman wrestling in 2016. Uh, he's uh, 10 and 0, and uh, I'm surprised that he would have taken this fight because uh, uh, if he does lose, uh, it really, really, really would put him uh, behind the eight ball. But um, he shouldn't probably lose this fight. No, he shouldn't. But the thing about Clay Guida is boundless energy. Yeah, he will not tire out. No, he may tire you out. But he's never going to tire out. That guy yeah. has an engine that just is endless. It will just keep running and running and running and running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, anything else stand out to you? There's a heavyweight battle between Parker Porter and, and Chase Sherman uh, coming up right before that Cole main. Um, what do you think we're going to see there? Um, oh, man. I, I think I'm going to give the edge to Sherman. Okay. You know, like out of the, out of those two heavyweights, because I think it just seems like, you know, Porter, he never looks like he's in shape to me. I'm just going to say, like, like it, it, it just doesn't look like he's put in the work to be the best that he can be when he steps into the octagon. He never he just never has to me. And so that's why I'm, I'm looking at Sherman. And I think he'll he'll just be in better shape. Yeah. Better shape. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, there's a lot of heavyweights that uh, just don't seem to put in the work to, you know, keep their body in really tip-top shape. They rely so much on, on their power, and you know, they, you know, once they come upon a, you know, guy that's athletic and has the power, uh, they're usually in trouble. Yes, yes. They're always a, they're always at a disadvantage because they're just they just haven't kept their body in shape you know, like to the best of their ability so that they could give themselves the best chance to win in the octagon. I, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I've never understood that. I've never understood. Like, this is your career. So why don't you do everything possible in said career to win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have listed on our uh, the USC events card, uh, Trevin Jones facing uh, Mana Martinez, but uh, that fight has been uh off uh i'm going to just quickly read the details here but uh uh martinez is out um giles had his fight a couple weeks ago scrapped as as well uh it just says undisclosed reasons at this point uh they're trying to seek a replacement um yeah he's he had uh Trevin Jones had scheduled outings against Tony Kelly and Ronnie Lawrence, both canceled uh, due to withdrawals from them. And uh, yeah, he faces that again. Um, he hasn't fought since March when he uh, beat Mario Batista on strikes. But um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, this is three in a row for Jones uh, in the past month uh, that he's had canceled fights. Well, it sucks. It sucks, man. You do all these training camps and you still can't get a fight through no fault of your own, by yeah. the way, no fault of his. 
Um, hopefully they can find a replacement. I don't know if they, they can now. Like it's it's getting kind of late in the day. Yeah. Maybe they find somebody for him. Hopefully they find somebody for him. So hopefully, yeah. Uh I'm really looking forward to the Pantoja Brandon Roy Val fight. Uh yeah. I think this is a fight of the night potential, uh, probably will be. Uh these guys are both great flyweights. Yes, great flyweights, and they can fight at all levels in fighting and fight well. So I expect that fight to go everywhere. Yeah. And anywhere. Yeah. Up, down, grappling, wrestling, submissions, stand up, all of it. The flyweight division is so fun because there's so many transitions. There's just, you know, a guy will get a bit of an advantage, but the other guy will reverse that really quick. And and there's just so much movement that you like you say, there's they're down on the ground, then they're back up, and then another, you know, attempt to get back on the ground. And it's just uh, so much action, uh, the flyweights, you know, they, they, the UFC didn't know what to do with those guys for a really long time and didn't think that they garnered the interest. Uh, but uh, lately I've been super happy to watch a lot of those fights. Oh yeah, me too. Because like they're, you know, like I've, I've always thought that the smaller men are just more technical yeah. in their approach to fighting. And yeah. it's, it just, it shows every time you see these fights with the upper echelon guys, it's just how good they actually are. Yeah. They're extremely entertaining fights. Always it. have them. Yeah. Uh, okay, turning to the prelims. Um, anything stand out for you on the prelim card uh, that you'd love to talk about? Uh, the Brian Kelleher fight could be an interesting one against uh, Domingo Pilarte. Um, that, because, uh, yeah, I think those guys are too. Are, Two, two that are very well matched and Kelleher may have the power advantage in that fight but Pilarte is uh he's 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 a he's a he's a cagey fighter yeah. so I, I I expect a good fight with those two yeah I think you're right with that uh we see a Nunez on the uh card women's bantamweight fight uh Seven and one. Not familiar with this Nunez. Uh, she's fighting an undefeated fighter in B. Malecki. Um, yeah, good to see a Nunez out there. Um, hopefully Amanda's recovered from her COVID. Uh, I know she had right. a vote with that. And um, yeah, that hopefully it's not affecting her because uh, she's the best fighter in the world. And um, yeah, to, you know, uh, it can suffer your, you know, give you some lung troubles. And uh, hopefully she's not going to have any lingering after effects. Yeah, I hope I hope not. I, I hope that she's able to get back in the octagon as quickly as possible. But at the same time, it's like, whoa, who, who's she gonna fight, <laughs> or or who's she gonna blow out? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, she's usually just uh, yeah blowing everybody out. So um, yeah, well, uh, it's gonna be a fun card. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to well. Seems like there's gonna be a lot of really good matchups on it. Uh, mm -hmm. Some other UFC news. Uh, Conor McGregor uh, had a big press conference. Did you catch any of the highlights of that press conference? No, no. Is he was he healed already? <laughs> uh, he's not. But uh, he says he's he's coming back soon. He says he's gonna kick. Kamara Usman's butt now. He said, uh, I'm going to set a bunch of records. I'm uh, absolutely just going to destroy him. Uh, he's going to be unconscious. I'm going to set a record for the fastest knockout in, in the USC title 
fight history. I already have that record, 13 seconds. I'm going to beat that. Uh, I'm going to knock him down. Uh, I'm going to uh, break my record because uh, I have the most knockdowns in a USC title fight. And I'm going to have uh, three title fights, three KOs, and three new records. It's there. It's done. Just put it on the uh, – and put me in the record books already. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, Usman wasn't too impressed with hearing all that. Well, he doesn't lack confidence. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I – I don't know, man. Like he, he just, he's just spouting nonsense now. Like, <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna fight this guy. I'm just gonna call him out, and that's that's what's gonna happen. I, I sure, okay. <laughs> that, that's not even your division, but okay. Uh, like, I, honestly, in all honesty, that fight's not gonna happen. Is that yeah. they're never gonna make that fight? I'm sorry, it's it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Maybe he had a chance when he was relevant. But now, nope. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. What about him in uh, DC? Yeah, they're having quite the beef. Uh, he's called DC a drunken fat fool. Uh, he has said that he is a horrible broadcaster, pretty sad fighter. He's um, basically just an evil drinking loser. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he really, uh, he, he said that DC showed up to a press conference uh, drunk, and um, he said he looks like a fat, overweight uh, loser. And then uh, Michael Bisping weighed into the conversation a little bit, and he said, be careful what you wish for. Uh, DC's just going to pull your arms off and beat you with them. <laughs> uh, you better be careful uh, who you keep picking on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, again, I love the confidence, I guess, but you know, DC is a really, he's a hall of fame fighter and he's bigger than you and he's incredibly skilled. So yeah, keep poking the bear, I guess. (laughs) See what happens to you. (laughs) He, uh, he just bought a new home too. Uh, he's actually neighbors of Floyd Mayweather. Oh, oh, wait, DC makes that much money. (laughs) Uh, No McGregor. I'm talking about. Oh, McGregor. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay, that, that makes a little more sense. Wow, would you look at that? So now they live in the same neighborhood. Oh, okay, that's that's, that's great. That makes makes a lot of sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, watch it. Uh, a lot of hilarious things. And yeah, he's uh, he's up there just uh, acting crazy like normal. And uh, yeah, but uh, a lot of interesting things came out of that. Uh, he's poking as many bears as he can. And Hopefully he gets a big fight, uh, you know, for for uh, everything he's saying. He, he doesn't need the money, but um, yeah, I know uh, he wants he wants to come back and fight pretty soon. Well, he, you know what? He's doing all this just to stay relevant, so that people are talking about him, right? Because yeah. of the fact that he hasn't won for a while, no. you know, and that's and he knows that he knows that's a problem. So this is how he stirs up interest by just calling out everybody and anyone and insulting everybody or threatening them or whatever he's doing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Usman's responded to McGregor's comments and yeah, basically has just said, yeah, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so a few other things about the UFC, um, Anderson Silva's son, 
his name is Khalil. He scored an eight-second knockout in his kickboxing debut. Eight seconds work, and boom. Uh, yeah, that was his debut. It was in California. Uh, he was uh, Anderson was in his corner, went out there, knocked out the guy in eight seconds. Well, I guess he listened to Pops. Do this. <laughs> okay, Pops. Bam. Done. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome to see that uh, that uh, that he, he the, the bloodline runs deep in that family. So I hope I hope the kid does well, and I hope he does his father proud, so that we can see some sensational stuff from him in the future. Another so. legend's uh, debut was uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson made his uh, pro boxing debut on the weekend, and he won as well. A knockout first round. Uh, I think it was a little less than two minutes. And uh, he was wearing a pair of his uh, uh, granddad's shorts. And uh, Bob Aram was the promoter. Uh, he had promoted 27 of Muhammad's fights over the years. And uh, he said, this kid's got a lot of potential. I really want to um, show him uh, a good path to his career. And um, yeah, great de debut. Uh, gets a knockout right away. Well, that's fantastic to see the grandson in there doing well representing the family name well. And uh, I, I'm sure that they're going to bring him along slowly. And, uh, you know, like just, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're going to cultivate this kid. And hopefully he becomes something special. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Poirier supposedly uh, is going to fight fate Nate Diaz next. I'm super shocked by this. I don't know if this is actually true or this is some fake news out there, but uh, I thought he was, uh, you know, getting this title shot against Charles Oliveira, but uh, supposedly Nate Diaz and Poirier are next. Uh, they think they're going to make a lot of money off of it. Uh, I'm going to be honest, a little bit shocked. Yeah. But at the same time, could be a savvy move on Poirier's part because of, the fight that Nate just had with Leon Edwards, which was ridiculous. Right. It was, it yeah. was. So maybe they're onto something, it, especially if they, they put that on a pay-per-view. Maybe. Could be. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, have you heard that uh, Nate Diaz's big brother, Nick is supposedly coming back. He's fighting Robbie Lawler in the UFC coming up. Uh, he hasn't fought. Since 2015, January 2015, they fought uh, two, in 2004. These guys faced off against each other, had bad blood ever since, and uh, they want to fight uh, coming up. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I, lo I love seeing the old veterans getting after it again, right? Because those two guys over the years have been some of my favorite fighters to watch, yeah. Yeah. for sure. And yeah. you know this, they're going to put on a show. Yeah indefinitely so that's going to be something to watch for i i would love to see more of nick diaz in the octagon i just don't know if that's going to be a thing yeah. you know because the diaz brothers if for sure do one thing with the uc is you gotta pay us or else we're not gonna fight all right yeah <laughs> uh nick has always uh been a big proponent of uh, marijuana and now that the ufc is not testing for it and they don't care uh, they know that it's not performance enhancing. They've allowed it now. And I think that's uh, sparked the interest of Nick getting back in there. 
Um, his last fight was against Anderson Silva, and he lo- uh, it was a no contest. He lost, but it was called a no contest because Silva um, tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, and Nick tested positive for marijuana. So they threw it out as a no contest. So he's uh, he lost his two fights previous to that, so he hasn't had a win in a really, really long time. I know he trains all the time, and he's been helping Nate keep super relevant. But um, yeah, it's a long, long, long stretch not being in the octagon and facing a guy like Lawler that uh, knocks a lot of people out. Yeah, like it, it's not it's not an easy opponent to face after six years of inactivity. <laughs> not an easy opponent yeah. at all. But at the same time, I'm interested to see what he can do in there, what he can still do, what he's capable of doing. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Israel Adesanya said uh, 100% uh, him and John Jones are going to fight. Uh, he said he's it's not happening immediately, but 100% me and Jones are definitely going to fight. Okay. That's cool, but... At what weight? Yeah, yeah. Now that that's a that's a big question mark. Like what weight? Yeah. Because John Jones has been building up his his frame to go up to heavyweight. Yeah. So is he going to now knock himself, whittle himself back down to go fight Adesanya? I I'm interested to see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, interesting story. Uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson and Shannon Briggs are close to. Uh, putting a fight together uh they want to do something that's involving um a boxing match and then a couple months later have an mma fight so i'm not really sure exactly how they're pulling it off but uh they want to do both and they're thinking um sort of fall uh into like early fall into late fall they're thinking that they're going to put this together uh rampage Hasn't competed um, since uh, the end of 2019. He fought Fedor Emelianenko in Japan for Bellator. Uh, He lost uh, his last fight by a TKO. And Briggs hasn't completed or hasn't competed professionally since 2016, May of 2016. So um, we've been seeing a lot of this. It's not exactly the YouTuber against, uh, you know, different guy. Uh, These guys are, you know, old time veterans, uh, but. Um, what do you think about this sort of uh, let's do an MMA and a boxing match in a couple months and we'll see who's uh, who's better at each. Yeah. It, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, charity boxing or something like that. Like I, it's, you got two old guys going to go at it. Yeah. All right, cool. Right on. Um, is, is it going to be entertaining? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh, really weird uh there's um there's another fight coming up with uh jake paul and tyron uh, woodley tyron woodley yeah that's coming up uh end of this month and uh yeah i'm you know i've, I've been super unimpressed with woodley lately but you know i i feel like he'll destroy this guy you think so and here's the other thing that I find just very funny about that whole, the whole fight. 
Wow, well, sixty bucks. How much it costs. Yeah, that's how much they want. Huh. I, I'm not, I'm not paid for that. <laughs> like, no. they, I don't know if if you if you if you're a smart boxing fan, you know, like if you follow the sport, do you want to pay for that? No. <laughs> like, no. like honestly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, the other sad thing about that fight is that will probably be the biggest payday in Tyron Woodley's professional career. Yeah, isn't and that crazy? Yeah. Other, yeah. That's that's a travesty. That's sad, sad state of affairs when yeah he's fighting a YouTuber and making more than he made and professionally and all the other fights. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that, it's that's, brutal. Yeah, just yeah, it showed. It shows every time what's wrong and and you know uh, Jake Paul and the UFC and Dana White have had uh, you know quite a bit of war of words lately because uh he keeps uh bringing that to, to everybody's attention look this guy's making more fighting me than he ever did fighting any of those pros that you put him in against that's pretty sad yeah and also too he just picking at the scab yeah. because he's absolutely right yeah. and that's why dana doesn't like it because yeah. he just keeps bringing attention to it over and over again and i hope they the brothers still keep doing that yeah always be bringing it to the attention because these guys yeah. do deserve more yeah, no, I, I, I think it's uh it's fair and I'm glad they're yeah, they're glad they're shedding some light on it. Uh yeah. one last uh mixed martial arts note. Well, former mixed martial artist has now become a professional soccer player. Uh can you guess who we're talking about here? <laughs> oh man, um a little guy is a little yeah, guy well medium-sized guy. Nah, I didn't. <laughs> oh man you're gonna i don't know i don't know uh recent champion um if i say the next thing uh, next hint uh head and brow no no this is a this is a guy from eastern europe yes. you're gonna be surprised when i tell you Okay, go for it. Tell him. Khabib. He's becoming a professional soccer player in Russia. He's signing to uh, a team called Legion Dyna Dyna uh, Legion Dynamo. Uh, he's it's a it's a third tier league, but uh, it's pro, and yeah. uh, that's where he's um, gonna start showing his soccer skills. Never even knew he played soccer. I didn't know that either. It, does he does he know the rules? He knows he can't just like. <laughs> armbar people and stuff yeah. like kick people in the head and <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know uses uh uses dagestani necktie or whatever you call that uh, yeah. yeah just choking out all the other players and just like well there's nobody left to play he, he took them all out <laughs> yeah i uh i've watched a few um uh hockey games when putin uh, actually laces him up and goes out and plays, and he always scores about 15 goals a game because they purposely <laughs> let him skate through everyone and score because uh, they're worried about if they check him or hurt him, he'll, he'll just get killed. And uh, he, he, he just thinks he's like the world's greatest hockey player because he always goes out there and lights him up. Uh, you see... <laughs> These guys uh, allowing Khabib to just weave in and out of them and get the hat trick every game? Well, maybe. <laughs> I guess it depends on how Khabib, like, how, how he reacts if somebody slide tackles him. 
<laughs> like you'll you'll know right away. It's like, oh, 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 oh that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we saw how much he snapped uh, at Conor McGregor's corner uh, after that one fight. Jumped over the cage and started beating up everybody in the crowd. Uh, yeah. he, he definitely uh, has some anger management issues. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm actually going to watch a Russian soccer game for the first time in my life coming up. <laughs> When he makes his debut. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, well, he does have a quick temper. But here's the thing. He's incredibly skilled. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble if he gets mad. Like, yeah. you're in a lot of trouble, man. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of wild. Uh, this, this, that, to me, this came right out of the blue. I was shocked to hear that news. Yeah, of course. It's, it, it is shocking because you're just like, wait, hey, weren't you, aren't you a fighter? And now you're just going to. Transitioned into soccer. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Right on. <laughs> Michael Jordan tried baseball. Uh, so, That's you know, uh, anything's possible. Yes. Anything is possible. It, it's just usually though, the, you know, there's, there's some sort of indication that this person is good at this sport or whatever. Yeah. I, I had no idea that Khabib was actually somewhat skilled at, uh, playing uh, soccer yeah well yeah team for a team to sign him professionally you know they're paying him well they must think he's gonna bring something to the table and maybe they're just hoping you know he signs a lot or sells a lot of jerseys and brings some attention to them that they never had before uh maybe it's a publicity stunt but uh, we'll see if he has actually some skill yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I would like to know if he does actually have any skill or if it's just like, no, he's a celebrity and we're just bringing attention to the team. I'll keep on top of it. I'll text you and uh, hopefully it's not in the middle of the night. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll watch a little bit of him and we'll maybe we'll do a podcast uh, while it's happening and we'll do some commentary. Uh, be the first uh, Dagestani necktie in uh, Russian <laughs> league history. Uh, it'll be probably hilarious we'll have probably uh, have some laughs you remember that that sort of wrestling uh basketball uh that we, we i showed you on one of the podcasts it's probably going to be similar to that yeah yeah except that if if, if it's if it's like that habib wins <laughs> yeah. he wins he's he, got it hands down yeah yeah he's we're giving him the we're giving him the win right now right now yeah that's it he's done he, he's He's got it. So, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about it and seeing what's going on. I, I don't know when he makes his debut, but I'll keep you posted. Okay. All right. I, I look forward to hearing about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you and I talk a lot about the NBA and NFL. Uh, not a ton of news coming out, but uh, let's talk about this big trade. Uh, the Clippers and Memphis pulled off a big deal, sending Bledsoe to the Clippers for Pat Beverly. Rajon Rondo and Daniel Aturo. Um, Bledsoe was just acquired uh, July 26th in that trade that sent Adams and uh, Adams and Valanciunas back and forth. Uh, now he's joining another team. Um, yeah, what do you think of this deal? Interesting. I know that Bledsoe didn't have a really stellar season last year. No. And I, 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 I don't know if the Clippers made themselves better by adding Bledsoe and losing Patrick Beverly. Like that, that's, that's, I, I look at that and say, well, maybe Bledsoe is a little bit more offensively skilled, but they definitely losing a defensive presence 
without uh, without Patrick Beverly being there. So, um, and also too, it depends on if if Bledsoe can have a bounce back year because his year last year was not very good. Yeah, he was not very good. He started his career there. He was played back up to Chris Paul, uh, so he gets another opportunity in L.A. Uh, a lot of guys love playing in L.A. because they, you know, got the sunshine. They also get a lot of endorsement possibilities. Um, a lot of guys, uh, you know, do have bounce back careers. I think both Rondo and Beverly are getting maybe a little long in the tooth. Uh, we saw Rondo have a great um, uh, year with the Lakers and helping them win that championship, but he sure hasn't looked good the past couple of seasons in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like he's, he's slowing down a tad. He's losing a step as players do as they get older. So it's just the, the passage of time. Nobody can fight father time. Beverly's a f- phenomenal defender, but he's hurt a lot. He, he's yeah. been injured quite a bit. So yes, yes, he has. But again, you know, you're, you're not, you're looking at Patrick Beverly to hit some threes, but play phenomenal defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, really not a lot of stories. Uh, they finally, uh, completed the trade. Uh, the bulls get DeMar DeRozan. They traded, uh, Aminu and, uh, Thaddeus Young and some draft picks. Um, that deal was just done. Uh, son signed JaVale McGee. Uh, yeah, not a lot, uh, not a lot in the NBA. It's uh, really been quiet. Um, uh, I've watched a bit of the, um, uh, Summer league stuff. I've uh, been in, pretty impressed with some of the draft picks, some of the young rookies coming in. Uh, some of them have really looked great. I ha- I watched a really great game between the Raptors and the Warriors, and uh, yeah, I had an enjoy- enjoyable time watching those young guys go against each other. But um, yeah, it's still a little bit hard to get into, a little hard to watch because uh, most of these guys are uh, going to be in the G League, going to be in Europe not going to make a lot of these um, NBA teams. Uh, so yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best basketball I've ever watched, but uh, it is good to see some of these guys at least getting some uh, court time uh, before the, the season kicks on. Yeah. And also too, then we, we get a chance to see them and how they perform, how they're doing or where they're at right now in their, in their progress in their game. Right. Yeah. So, and I know that for the Raptors, Scotty Barnes has actually been playing very well in yes. the summer. So at least that that's a that's a good thing to see going forward with that pick that was somewhat controversial. Yeah. Somewhat controversial. Well, so. they were supposed to pick Jalen Suggs, and he's been injured. Uh, he's out for the rest of the summer league. Uh, he's hurt his thumb. Uh, I don't know how serious it is, but they said uh, he's definitely not playing the rest of the summer here. Okay. Well, that, that, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks because I was kind of looking forward to seeing how he would coexist with Cole Anthony in the backcourt there for the Orlando Magic and just seeing what they could do. But I guess we'll see that during the season. Later on, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So hopefully a little more uh, stories come out of the NBA soon, but no, not a lot. Uh, turning to the NFL, uh, your team, the Falcons, became the first team with all players vaccinated. Uh, pretty good milestone and uh, really great to hear that, uh, yeah, finally a lot of these guys are getting on board. Well, it, it's just a matter of time. Like, I don't – like, the one thing about, like, the whole vaccination thing is they're just going to make it do it anyways. Like, they're going to find ways to make you do it. So you just, just – you know, I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Just get it over with and just get it done. I don't, yeah. You, you can, it's hey, it's your choice. It's anybody's choice. But if you want to make money and you want to play your career, you're probably gonna have to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, okay, you got Uber Eats uh, delivered there. Um, we talk about vaccinations and stuff. Uh, former Chicago Bears quarterback Jay Cutler has said he's uh, against vaccinations. He's against wearing a mask. And so he was a spokesperson for Uber Eats and they said no longer. That's it. You don't uh, have, we don't have the same viewpoint as you. Don't want you representing us. See you later. Oh, wow. Because I'm pretty sure that was a lucrative deal. Yeah, was a lucrative deal. So that that's that's unfortunate for Jay. But hey, well, I guess he stuck to his guns. Only cost him about maybe twenty five million, but whatever. <laughs> All good. All yeah. good. Crazy. Hey, uh, it's amazing that guys. Um, yeah, still feel this way, and uh, yeah, you know, have to make their views known uh you know even when even if you believe that kind of stuff sometimes maybe just you know don't have to say it just you know yeah yeah you you can say it in the privacy of your own home and still get you know paid (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think i'd keep quiet for millions of dollars uh yeah i think i don't need to tell people that i don't agree with masks i don't love wearing a mask nobody does but you know, yeah. we're just doing it to help everybody else, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, One of the things been... that's come out of the NFL uh, during this preseason has been they are really enforcing their new no taunting policy. Have you seen any of the f- uh, fallout from this? No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. Um, you know, NFL was called the no fun league for a lot of years. And then they started allowing guys to have some dances, allowed some guys to, you know, enjoy themselves when they, you know, make a big play. But, um, this year they have been just cutting guys off of the knees. They have been really brutal. There was a, uh, uh, one of the Colts running back. He's one of the guys down the, down the depth chart. I think he's four stringer. Uh, his name is Benny Calvary. Uh, he had about four uh, Panthers players on him as he was running down the field. Uh, impressive, impressive run. Once they finally dragged him down, he got up and started celebrating, dancing quite a bit. Boom, flag, uh, called the run back. Uh, yeah, he got in a lot of trouble from his team. Um, yeah, it just seemed ridiculous. Uh, I was really unimpressed and I'm hoping that they aren't as strict as they are going forward into the season. Cause, uh, you guys should have fun. They should be able to celebrate a bit. Uh, I've never agreed with this taunting policy really. Well, okay. Like there's taunting where you get into the guy's face, you get in his grill and you, then you, you start saying whatever. Right. But then if he's just celebrating a fantastic run and he's not doing it aggressively to the other team or the squad or the guys that tackled him. I think that should be allowed. I think that's fine. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no, I, I don't, I agree. And yeah, uh, I was really, uh, you know, I was really put off by some of the things I've seen and yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
seems like they're going too far in the other direction. You know, they were really strict. Then they started letting people do some things. Now they're back to being super strict. But yeah, I hope there's a lot of backlash because uh, I didn't think it was right. I think they they're um, yeah, they're not allowing these guys to just celebrate and have fun. Uh, I didn't think it was taunting. I don't like you said, it didn't look like he was doing it in anybody's face. He was just uh, just having fun, you know, trying to. <laughs> You know, get on Sports Center so his family could see him. Uh, he might not make the team, might not make the league. You know, he's finally gets a shot, and you know they, they, yeah, no, you you go back ten yards, you get no credit for that, and then they uh, benched him. He went back and sat on the bench. So, well, well, you know what? Here's the thing: not everybody's like Barry Sanders, where they just he scores his touchdown, and he just gives the ref the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no. not everybody does that. No. Some people want to enjoy it, but Barry's just like no. It's just business. I'm gonna be here again. I'm gonna do it again. Many yeah. times in this yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Which he did. So yeah. Well, there's a guy we lost uh, way too soon from the NFL. Uh, couldn't believe that he uh, had such a short career because uh, every time he touched the ball, it was exciting. And like you say, yeah, he he was humble and he didn't need to dance. He just knew, yeah, I'm gonna be here again. Uh, here you go, ref. Uh, I'll see you next quarter. Yes, exactly. Right. But you know, like it. it it's 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 fun and it gets the fans engaged once the players are having fun. Yeah. That's kind of what the NFL suddenly figured out. It's like, oh, well, if they're having fun, the fans seem like they're really engaged. And then all of a sudden they spend more money. We like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but now it's like, no, 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 no more fun. No. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to uh, end. Tim Tebow had his debut as the tight end. Uh, did you see any of those highlights? No, I didn't, but here's the thing with Tim Tebow for me. He's jacked. Yeah. He's just a monster of a man. Like yeah. he, he hasn't played he hasn't played football for a long time and he comes back and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Looks like you've been playing for years still. Like, yeah. like you're you're in excellent shape. But yes, go on. Well, he uh he had a kind of an inauspicious debut. He uh, went across the middle. The pass was supposed to be going to him, supposedly. And uh, Tavon Austin uh, snatched the ball right out of his hands and uh, went, you know, grabbed the ball and, and went for a bit of a run. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of weird. And then um, they, there's been a viral video. Uh, I don't have it with me, but uh, check it out online. Uh, he was He's been called out for one of the saddest blocks that uh, any tight end <laughs> ever threw. Uh, tight ends are really uh, very big on, on blocking. Uh, it's a big part of your game. And uh, he just kind of waved at the guy as he was going by him. Uh, it, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Uh, it's become a meme already. And um, yeah, I guess uh, he, he probably will get chewed out by, his coaches for it, but, uh, yeah, not a great debut. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, he'll get some action in the next few preseason games, but he's about fourth on the depth chart too. Uh, not definitely guaranteed a spot, but good for him that he's trying. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of pulling for the guy, but, uh, yeah, he better learn how to block better than, than he did there. Yeah, of course, because, you know, since it's your job, you're supposed to do that, not, not pretend to do it like, Oh, Oh, he was too fast, coach. He's too quick. 
I missed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he won't be able to get away with that excuse. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, you're right. He is absolutely jacked. That guy keeps himself in amazing shape. Yes, he, he really does. Like it's it's kind of shocking. Like when yeah. you look at him and just go, Jesus, you're you're massive. <laughs> you're a huge human being. Like yeah. you really are, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have always been a tight end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Well, this was fun. Uh, I know you've got that Uber Eats sitting right next to you. Some sushi to down. Uh, I've got a ton of food sitting over here too that I, I want to get at. And uh, yeah, the night's uh, not getting any shorter. So let's uh, let's get at it. Uh, thanks for doing it. I know it was a short week, so not a lot to uh, you know, research. But thanks thanks for uh, joining me. And uh, yeah, we'll do it again one week from today. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I look forward to it. So you enjoy your dinner. I know I'm definitely going to enjoy mine. All right, buddy. Okay, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk All soon. Right. See ya. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. Fun as always. Uh, yeah. Uh, shorter podcast. I, I don't know exactly how long that turned out to be, but um, yeah. I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did always. I uh, want to thank Larray for uh, getting this computer going today. Uh, man, I've had some computer troubles over the past few days, and uh, I am talking to you on a new computer here. So I uh, hope it came across uh, really great. And I uh, want to thank our partners and sponsors. We've got uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company. We've got Pampas and Possibilities. We've got Anchor FM and uh, Forever Living, the aloe vera company uh, for health and beauty products. Uh, Anchor.fm, go to Anchor, uh, easiest place to make a podcast. So thanks so much for to our partners and sponsors. And thanks so much, Jason, for doing this. And uh, yeah, we'll have a uh, much busier podcast next week. And uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Barry Grant Jr. Uh, Saturday is his 100th podcast episode super excited for him i just had my 100th episode uh i guess a little over a month ago or so uh maybe yeah june i guess it was so a couple months now um but um yeah it's a, a milestone that uh is great to achieve and uh, really really happy for him so uh thanks so much to you for tuning in as always love you guys lots and uh go to completemedianetwork.com uh, man, we've got a lot of great content on there. Um, music, entertainment, travel, so many things to check out. So uh, we will talk to you soon. Take care and have a really good week ahead. Bye for now.